Hello, it's Sarah here, and welcome to the Rise Priestess podcast. This is a podcast for healers and leaders, the potent priestesses, witches, activists, and Aquarians of the world who are here to contribute to the liberation of people and the healing of our planet. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Coxon. I'm an archaeologist turned author, priestess, healer, inner alchemy witch, business strategist, and regenerative guide. I'm here to help you heal from stress and hustle, bring forth your most potent medicine into the world, and increase your capacity to receive everything you need to flourish and thrive. Because your expansion is a gift to the world. I'm so glad to welcome you here, and I'm excited to dive into today's episode. Hello guys, we are back for another guest episode this time and today's guest is spiritual hypnotherapist and coach Helen Hardware. Helen supports professional women to step out of the spiritual closet without worrying about what other people think of them and her work is the embodiment of priestess work. And in this conversation, Helen gives very practical tips and strategies for helping you to step out of the spiritual closet and fulfill your soul's calling. Now, before we dive into our conversation, I want to take this moment to briefly let you know that very soon I'll be reopening up a registration to another round of the Coven Mastermind. Now, to refresh your memory, the Coven is a hybrid one-on-one embodiment healing journey with me and an intimate group business mastermind for wild, witchy women here to unleash big priestess magic. It's going to be a little different this round. It's actually going to be three months and we're also limiting places to four people in total. So it'll be more, even more intimate. I'm actually just finishing up the current round of the coven and the feedback and transformations have been really beautiful to witness and facilitate. And it's been reflected back to me by some of the members that this is by far the best group experience that they've had. I'll try to remember to get some detailed feedback and testimonials to share with you when I open the application period. But in the meantime, you can check out the details, the dates and the investment by going to drsarahcoxon.com forward slash coven or clicking the link in the show notes. And if you want to make sure that you get access to early bird pricing and are notified as soon as the application period opens, because like I said, there's only going to be four spots then make sure you head over there and get yourself on the waitlist to be notified. And speaking of all things witchy, let's head over to mine and Helen's conversation all about stepping out of the spiritual closet. Hello, Helen. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Thank you, Sarah. I'm really excited to be doing this with you. Oh, me too. So... We met in San Diego, what, four years ago now at a Rich Litvin intensive, I believe. It was, yeah. How the world has changed in that time. Um, I remember yeah. I remember being really intimidated being in a room full of all these coaches. And I wasn't a coach. I was there to inspire myself. And actually, I had really bad imposter syndrome. Um, but I did come away inspired. And I did come away believing that if it was possible for all those other people, it was possible for me. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I remember also feeling a lot of imposter syndrome and there were some pretty big cheeses in the room um, and how things have changed. So it's, it's so amazing to have you. Um, yeah. Have you here in the podcast? Um, I guess, where should we begin? Yeah. Maybe tell us a little bit more about you and how you're coming, how you've come to do the work that you're doing today. Like what's that What's that journey been like for you? What have been the key moments? Um, yeah. So I suppose if I start at the beginning, um, my first career was as a lawyer. Um, but if I'm honest, that again, I had crippling imposter syndrome. Um, I didn't believe that people like me from a, a working class Northern English background became lawyers, despite the fact that my qualifications told me that they did. and. I hated it. I loved the work, but I just felt like a fraud. And I used to go home every night and cry. And then I went from there into the banking industry, which was a lot better for a long time. And then I got promoted again. And guess what? All those same beliefs, all that same imposter syndrome came up and came back to bite me, really. I was hypervigilant. Um, I was afraid of being found out all the time. I kept waking, waiting for someone to put a hand on my shoulder and say, you don't belong here, which of course never happened. And ultimately from being in that state of fight and flight continually for about six months, I burn out and I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. And I guess my spiritual awakening had started just before that. And I think the two go hand in hand. The universe had given me a few nudges. I'd had some messages. I'd had some signals. I'd had some really weird things happen. And I'd kind of dismissed it and gone, oh, that's just, you know, it's just weird. That, that, I've imagined that. And then when I got sick, I had to learn to be instead of do for the first time in my life. I, was, I went from being very, very fit and healthy and doing Ironman triathlons to being able to get from the bed to the sofa and that was about it and I realized that if I couldn't do anything else I could meditate and that was something I'd avoided my whole life and even though at the time I was doing yoga teacher training I avoided meditating like the plague and I think there was a fear of what I would find if I did go inside it was almost uh, you know I might not like what I found but I did I went inside and what came up was this desire and this need to not only heal myself but to help others as well and it was a really physical visceral response that I realized that this was um, a calling so I, I spent a couple of years kind of exploring different ideas training in all sorts of different modalities I did Reiki healing and crystal healing and sound healing and eventually stumbled into hypnotherapy and in my first hypnosis experience, I managed to release the part of me that was creating the chronic fatigue that I was still struggling with. And literally in a heartbeat, I felt it leave my body. And that was the big turning point to me where I went, whoa, this works. This is quite powerful and really quite amazing. And all these years on, I've still never had that kind of fatigue back again. And I really felt like I got my life back. But I still struggled with this whole identity as a healer for a long time until I started regressing back to past lives and found a whole series of back lives where I'd refused to be a healer. I didn't want to be a healer and learned that, you know, there was a pattern there. 
And it was time to accept that that's what I was here. That's what my soul was calling out for me to do. I needed to be somebody who helped others in their healing journey. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love, yeah, there's so many different threads, so many different places we could go. I guess what I'm really curious about is um, that shift from lawyer to banker to owning that you're a healer. And I guess why that took so long for you. Like what were the obstacles? It was overcoming the fear of stepping out the spiritual closet. I think I Mm. knew quite early on in my uh, hypnosis business that I wasn't going to be a regular, straightforward hypnotherapist at all. Um, From the very beginning, clients would regress to past lives, to the between life state, to lives on other planets, other galaxies, uh, spaceships, and even other dimensions. So there was this huge spiritual element right from the beginning. And being a yoga teacher, I was trained in Kundalini yoga. And I remember you and I having a conversation about that in San Diego, about the fact that I was really worried that people would think that was really weird. And I I guess a part of me had attached to my identity, my corporate identity. I'd use that to define who I was because at the heart, I didn't feel like I was enough. So I was using that as a I suppose twofold, partly as an identity crutch, but also I was using it as a a motivation. Um, It was, I I was driven to prove all the time that I was good enough. And I was getting that kind of fulfillment through the challenge of my corporate career. So once I did the healing work and realized that that no longer challenged me, that's when the the fear of leaving the, the known and the safety and security of my corporate career kind of kicked in. And it took a lot of healing and several years before I really found the the confidence and the self-belief in my own abilities to be able to move on and to to go all in with my business. Mm, I think a lot of people listening will be able to really resonate with that as well. Um, I know past version of me would definitely resonate with that. Obviously, I came from an academic background and there were just certain parts of my identity that I didn't dare show for fear of being judged for fear of not being taken seriously and then really buying into that whole kind of I guess it's patriarchal colonial idea of what you know what it is to be an upstanding citizen in the world and you know be productive and success and all of those um, definitions that have been drilled into us from such a young age and in many ways, what I'm hearing you you kind of speaking to is this um, devaluation of, dare I say, the feminine as well. Oh, completely. Yeah, that, that really resonates. Um, I suppose it felt safe within that masculine energy of, of the corporate career that I was in. And there's the trappings of the lifestyle and the benefits that come with that. And that is something that you know it brings up all sorts of money blocks and beliefs that are all completely related to that that patriarchal system Um, and I do feel really since I moved into my identity as a healer that I'm allowing that divine feminine to come forwards it's I'm a lot softer I'm a lot more compassionate I'm a lot more patient although my husband would probably say more I need to be more patient but it (laughs) definitely comes through in a way that 
I never knew that I had. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like um, an embracing of, yeah, a different side to you. And I think many of us struggle with that for fear of, yeah, fear that it's, that it's not valuable. Something that came up in a conversation with my coven members um, yesterday, and I mentioned this before we started recording, was this, we were talking about, am I just making this all up in my head? Like I'm speaking to my guides, I'm speaking to spirits, but is this real? Or am I just, you know, have I just gone a bit doolally? Yeah, absolutely. And I call that spiritual imposter syndrome. Um, that moment where we we do question it and we do doubt it. Um, in my view, there's sort of four core fears um, around stepping out the spiritual closet and embracing your your woo. And that's the fear of um, judgment, which we've just talked about, the fear of rejection, which is very much related. It is different, but that fear that people are going to shun us and reject us for sharing our spiritual beliefs. And a lot of that comes from past lives. Um, the fear of failure of you know, what if we do invest in this, whether that is through having a business or even just sharing our spiritual beliefs openly and wearing our heart on our sleeves. And at the heart of all of those is the fear that we're not good enough in mm. who we are. So to me, spiritual imposter syndrome is very much connected with all of that. But the answer is self-trust. And to me, it's a journey that once we've got the self-trust, that's when we can really step into fulfilling our soul's calling. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really resonate with what you're sharing. Actually, a, a lot of those core wounds um, comes up with all my clients basically. And I guess like if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, you know, I really want to step out the spiritual closet. I know that I'm a priestess, I'm a healer, I'm a witch or, you know, whatever you want to call it, a psychic, a channeler, a shaman, um, lots of different words and they're experiencing this uh, fear of judgment they're experiencing this um, you know fear of putting themselves out there maybe they don't have the clarity yet they're feeling really overwhelmed but they're looking at other people on Instagram and secretly feeling you know envious or jealous or inspired maybe by what they're seeing other people doing like how what what is this what would you know, what's the steps to building self-trust? Like, what would you, what advice would you give someone in that situation that wants to find their soul calling? Well, I think those blocks come from three places. First of all, it's about experiences that we've had as a, in our childhood, our formative years. So my framework is Earth, Soul, Star. So Earth is about those childhood experiences. It's about the self-limiting beliefs that we've formed about ourselves. And I always say the mind is, the subconscious mind is, is kind of like the OS on our phone. It's always running in the background and we run a whole series of apps on it. And those apps are our habits of thought and behavior and action. But we need to maintain those apps. We need to make sure that that coding is up to date and that coding is not limited to when we were a three-year-old and we've made some understanding about ourselves and the world that may not be true. So it's very much about being able to understand those beliefs, what's driving you and being able to do the healing work around that. You know, it's shadow work. It's about those things that are mm. hidden from our conscious mind until we go looking for them and being able to release those beliefs and recognize that just because we believe something doesn't mean that it's true. 
And one of the things I always say to my clients is, if the answer, when I ask, is that true? If the answer is, well, it's true for me, that's a big red flag that it's not really true. It's just something that we're continuing to believe. And a, a belief is just a thought we continue to think. And then the second element is past lives. So as spiritual women who are really struggling to step out the spiritual closet, and this may apply to men as well, but I predominantly see it with women. We've often had past lives where we've experienced persecution, rejection, or even been killed for having spiritual gifts, spiritual beliefs, anything that's outside of the norms of society, um, and commonly called witch wounds. That, that doesn't mean that you've been hung or burnt at the stake for being a witch. You may have been. But often it's anything where we've been rejected for being different in a previous lifetime. And we carry that fear at a soul level from lifetime to lifetime. And then the third element is also through intergenerational trauma as well, um, through things that have happened to our ancestors, that you know, those markers that are on our DNA that we're continuing to carry. But we can change those. You know, I love the science of epigenetics, the fact that we can influence our genes through the power of our thoughts. So just because we're carrying those genetic markers doesn't mean that we can't erase it and create something else instead. Mm, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And there's a lot of overlap with um, with some of the somatic approaches as well. I really love that. Hmm. I'm curious about now that you have stepped out of the spiritual closet and you've been you've been on quite the journey over the past couple of years. Now that you've stepped out of the spiritual closet what's next for Helen? Like, where, where do you want to take this healing work? Where do you want to take your business? I'm so curious about what your bigger vision is for you in this work. I suppose my, my bigger vision is creating a world where women feel safe and empowered to embrace both their spirituality and their confidence. I think when I woke up Literally, it was like a, a switch had been flicked a few years ago. And I suddenly, I'd done a lot of work at that point, but it, it, I suddenly had this surge of confidence and self-belief that I could literally do whatever I wanted. And I want other people to have that level of empowerment. Um, it makes me sad when people feel like they're, they're trapped by the life that they're in, because that's a belief. And there are so many opportunities, you know, we really are in control of our own destiny. So my passion is really, and I suppose my mission is to really help as many people as possible find that ability to embrace their spirituality and all of who they are without giving a damn what anybody else thinks. Where do I want to take my business? Well, I would love to, to grow it. I would love um, I'm writing a book at the moment all about stepping out of the spiritual closet, and I'm really hoping that that will inspire people. And yeah, I, I want to be the number one person that's known as being the person that helps professional women to step out the spiritual closet. Now, whether that means have the confidence to leave their spiritual careers and create a business that lights them up, follows that soul calling, because a lot of us, have, once we've been through that spiritual awakening, I was writing this this morning, actually, we get that nagging feeling deep inside that we should be doing something. And some people know what it is immediately. Some people it takes work to get clarity, and it certainly did for me. And that, that feeling doesn't go away. If we don't listen mm. to it, it gets stronger and stronger. And then there comes that panic, that feeling of time is running out because we haven't done whatever it is that we're meant to be doing. 
And one of the things that I love to do with clients for that is actually take them into the life planning session for this lifetime. What was it that their soul agreed to come into this life to do and to learn? And that's not, it's never to be an architect or an interior designer or a, a healer, but what it is about experiencing love, um, experiencing growth in some way and really helping people find that and then give them the confidence to take that learning and that lesson and implement it in a way that enables them to fulfill it. That's, that's where I really want to take this. Mm, I love that. I'm so excited for your book as well. I remember when, when the idea like really solidified and I was like, yes, that's gonna, that's gonna do really, really well. Um, yeah. So I guess what is some advice that you wish you'd had in your younger years? There's never been a time as safe as this to embrace your spirituality. You know, if we look back through history, um, there's been so much religious persecution. And you know, that goes back to what you were talking about, about the patriarchy, that need to control the masses. But since I guess since the 1960s, that's, there's been a growth in spiritual awakening, whether you believe that's because we're already in the age of Aquarius or we're heading in towards it, I, I'm open to it. Personally, I think we've already passed that threshold. I think we're, we're you know, several years into the, the new age, but we're seeing more and more people wake up. We're seeing more and more people, especially women who are becoming much more passionate, much more engaged. They're unlocking gifts that they didn't know they had. I was talking to somebody yesterday who was saying just back in 2019, they found the um, ability to um, communicate with spirits that they never knew they'd had. Other times it's people had gifts as a child, but they didn't know how to manage it. They weren't maybe supported by their family. So they switched it off and then something happens in adult life and they switch it back on again. But if we turn it to facts and figures, this isn't just you know, a theory that more people are interested in it. There's actually huge amounts of commercial information out there about the growth in various spiritual businesses. Um, and I think if you Google like you know, growth in metaphysical businesses, some of the figures are quite astounding. So mm -hmm. the more we accept that this is becoming the norm, that people are interested in the metaphysical, that are interested in the divine feminine, whatever you want to label it as, whatever resonates with you, but there's never been a time as safe as now to step out the spiritual closet. Mm, that is so, so good. And it's, I mean, it's so, so true. Um, you know, our ancestors couldn't, could only ever dream of having the opportunities that we have and also the level of consciousness that we have and I love what you're saying there it really 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 resonates and yeah it's true like the personal development industry spirituality industry like whatever you want to call it like it's not going anywhere and it's just going to keep growing and if the pandemic showed us anything it's you know that was an industry that boomed and people want freedom people want to know who they are people yeah, and, there, and there's so many of us who are here to hold space for that and facilitate that. And you are clearly one of them. So, yes, I'm so happy that you stepped out of the spiritual closet. Well, thank you. I think people are looking for meaning as well. And yes. through having that spiritual awakening, it's what creates 
that meaning that we don't get through commercialism. We don't get through buying mm -hmm. a new house or a new car or a new iPhone or whatever it is. People have achieved those things and realized that that buzz is short lived. People really yeah. want to create that feeling on a longer term. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's that reclamation, you know, since colonization, we've we've really lost our spiritual connection and our roots and our connection to ancestors and spirit and meet that deeper meaning. And yeah, it makes sense that now we're on that that rebound, as it were. And it's great to be part of it. And it's also really fucking challenging as well. Um, so Helen, how can we support you? How can we find out more about you? How can we work with you? Uh, so my face, I'm actually just in the process of changing my Facebook group. So I would like to invite people to contact me directly on Facebook. You know, add me as a friend. I love making new connections. I love talking to people about their spiritual journey and just finding out, you know, what they've been through and what's what's happening to them. Because the more that we, you know, can communicate these things, we feel supported on that journey. Um, so you can find me on Facebook just at Helen Hardware um, or go out, uh, put my teeth in, check out my website, which is Helen Hardware com, and there's a gorgeous um, meditation on there to download for self-belief it's a it's a guided hypnotic meditation I would say but it's a beautiful way to start feeling safe to believe in yourself which is the first step to stepping out the spiritual closet oh that sounds amazing and yeah I'll make sure that I link that in the show notes for everyone are there any kind of final words of wisdom that you would like to leave our community with only that the only person that can influence this and change it is you yes you can be inspired you can be motivated but it comes from the change comes from within and you know if if you're looking around like like you said earlier if you're looking at instagram and seeing all these people who are doing what you really want to do and that that calling is deep inside of you then there's no reason why you can't do it mm, that's such amazing such an amazing nugget to end with Helen thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your wisdom and I hope that everyone goes over to your website and downloads your hypnosis um thank you so much Helen well, thank you Sarah Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rise Priestess podcast. And I'd love to invite you to consider perhaps sharing this episode on your social media stories to spread the word. There is way more goodness where this came from. If you'd like to go deeper with my work and receive free exclusive monthly inspiration, contemplations and practices that I don't share anywhere else, then you can sign up for the Regenerate newsletter by heading over to drsarahcoxon.com and following the link. See you over there and thanks for tuning in.